Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Welcome to Girlfriended. Welcome, our audience. You are listening to Girlfriended Radio, and I am your guest host for Lisa and Patty today. I had the pleasure of guest hosting last time we were on, and they are out conquering the world. So welcome to our audience, and I want to offer a special welcome to my co-host this week. Her name is Janice Brooks. Janice, welcome. Thank you very much, Erica. Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited for you to be here. Last time I was uh, hosting, I had Daryl Lyons. He's the CEO of Pax Financial Group. He's yes, the yes. author of multiple books. The latest one that's coming out in October is A Simple and Practical Guide to Money and Retirement for All Ages 18 to 80. And I had a great interview. It was so much fun with Daryl. And getting the chance to host again was very um, thrilling because it gave me the opportunity to dig a little deeper into Pax Financial Group. And the first person I wanted to, well, in lack of a better word, go after is you, Janice. You have often been at the helm. So oh, thank my goodness. You. Oh, well, no problem. Yeah. So I am Janice and I am the chief operations officer, which basically means that um, I help implement the, the vision and the mission of the firm. I, I really enjoy um, hearing from you, Janice. Your role is so important. And our listeners heard from Daryl and the mission, often the vision of PAX. But just for those who are just tuning in, can you tell me a little bit about the vision and mission there at PAX Financial Group? Oh, yes. So, you know, we really want to serve the middle class. You know, especially in the financial world, um, everyone wants to go after those big dollars, and we just want to change lives. And we understand that money is is an issue in all of our lives. And with the middle America, there's specific needs, and there's specific de- desires there. And so we really want to um, influence change in that well, in that area. Your heart to serve middle middle America, excuse me, has been really what has kept me alongside the path, not only great principles there at Pax Financial, but just the heart of the entire team to serve um, and build legacies. I wanted to talk to you. We heard a little bit about your role. Can you tell me what led you uh, down this path to be the chief operating officer at Pax Financial? Well, it is not a path I thought I would take. So, um, yeah, so I grew up in a lower middle class family. I was, I don't think I had, I was reflecting on the families of my friends and none of, none of them had college educations. And, and my first job is actually packing grapes with the seasonal workers at my neighbor's farm next door. So um, it's really, you know, the life that I've led has been one of just, um, you know, uh, one of definitely where I didn't have a lot of, of um, excess or a lot of money available made to me. And 
And so really at the age of 15, when I was in high school, I realized like I need, I need to do something. And I didn't have a college fund. Um, I didn't have scholarships. I remember going through those books and books of scholarships. And, and, and at the time the school offered as elective course, the ability to get my license as a cosmetologist. So that's what I did. And that was probably the best education I received because I really got to talk to a lot of people. And I think that's really what, um, what I enjoy most about what I do now is I remember having so many conversations with people who are struggling, who are stressed out. And I thought to myself, if I ever was in, uh, if I ever had the ability to help somebody th that are, that's struggling with, you know, with jobs that they don't like or um, decisions that they've made and that they, they, they beat themselves up over, if I could help, then, I mean, that would just be golden. Oh, my goodness. Such humble beginnings. Isn't it amazing to think back so many years ago? I uh, I know just to watch the growth at PAX. I think the first time I met you, Denise, I think it was President's Day nearly 10 years ago. Yes. It was a holiday, and we um, we happened to cross paths with uh, one of the original founders of PAX, Andres Gutierrez, Mm -hmm. And it was it was so neat when I first met uh, Andres. I remember how intimidated I was going into the financial world and just even starting a conversation. And I remember him telling me that, uh, you know, if you want to do good and, and serve people, you can serve them in so many different ways. What he saw, and I believe um, you're gifted as well, is the ability to connect with people. And even at a young age, finding a way to get your cosmetology certificate and start there, that was your first connection to uh, the middle class, not not only their strengths, well, yeah. not only their um, wins, but also their struggles. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about your perspective as um, COO on the middle class struggles. Yeah, so, you know, where I sit, I don't have face-to-face -face meetings with clients, but I do realize that the decisions I make can influence the ability of, of our firm and for our advisors to, to do that. And so the first place I go is, or I think about is, is how to create a great company. It's kind of like, you know, when they tell you take care of yourself before you get to take care of somebody else, it's the same way at our organization. I think, how can we be the one of the best places to work? How can we, how can I ensure that our employees aren't going to their hairdresser with their hair falling out, right? And yeah. and 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 being really stressed out or affecting their ability to sleep. So I kind of like to start there because we're all part of the middle class that work here. And we all have struggles. So I, I, I think about how do we bless our employees so that way we are geared up and ready to, to address the uh, the needs of others. You know, you've done a phenomenal job. Um, I've been able to experience uh, your leadership here at PAX. And for our listeners, I want to just give them an opportunity uh, so that they can get a visual. I'm, I happen to um, love a good visual. We happen to be at the PAX um, Financial Group offices today, and I'm in one of our small conference rooms where there has been a lot of roundtable discussions on uh, serving and growing and how, as a team, we can uh, we can be better for our clients. I know today, Janice, you're in your office. Um, it's a warm, inviting place. It has been a uh, 
place where at any time throughout the busy day, a team member can come in, knock on your door and get advice, um, get perspective. It's, it's been incredible and a gift to me to watch you build such a great team. So how have you managed to build a team to support such a, a unique um, group of clients and to tie that in with the unique advisors here at the company? Wow. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Um, yes, I, I, lo- I love our people. So the idea of just closing the door off and, um, and cutting myself off, it would just be, uh, that would just kill my heart, kill my soul. I love the people we work with. And, um, and I think it starts with, with the, with the belief or the hope that I, there are people who are smarter and better than me. And those are the people I want to surround myself with. Those are the people I want to hire. And I think that in this organization, everyone here is really, really, they're wonderful and they're unique. And I think if you surround yourself and with with people who are smarter and better, you just have a great team. And then that, that culture is, is just one that is really, really strong. It is a strong culture and it is so fun to be part of a team where the ideas, Janice, you've always encouraged us all. They come from everywhere. They come from, um, they come from anyone in a position that has an idea that's going to serve us the best and serve our clients the best. Those are the ideas that we, we grab onto. And those are the ideas as a team that we uh, work together to bring to fruition. You know, I'm sitting here and it's so great. You've been um, so helpful to remind us along the way. I'm sitting here looking at a uh, coaster and there's a, there's a great reminder uh, from you, Janice, on this coaster, and it's um, what would be a quote from our trusting client. The money I've entrusted you with represents years of hard work and sacrifice. Your actions will impact this family for generations. It's not only will be a long-term business for you, but the opportunity for you to serve my children and their children as they live out our family legacy. Please don't let us down. Janice, you have helped us remember the client, and then as a team, you've done a great job of remembering, uh, helping us remember not to let each other down. So I want to talk more when we get back. Our listeners are going to get to hear a little bit more from your perspective, a little bit more about um, how you address the unique needs that we have here uh, from our team to our clients. And I'm just so excited. There's so much Uh, that we're going to continue to talk about. I'm so excited that you're here, Janice. And we will um, continue this conversation when we return. Our listeners happen to be uh, joining us on Girlfriend Radio. And I am your guest host, Erica Murphy. I'm here with Janice Brooks, and we are digging a little bit deeper into Pax Financial Group. Uh, We had Daryl Lyons and his new book, A Simple and Practical Guide to Money and Retirement for all ages. That 18 to 80 book is um, so amazing. And it was built for those that want to get a fair shake and leave the world better than we found it. And as we know, every good book has a great team behind it. And Janice is the chief operating officer there at Pax Financial. She has helped them um, grow and help them uh, acquire a great team of 
all different strengths, and they have so many accolades. I can't wait for our listeners to hear more about some of the praise that PAX gets and some of the um, great community efforts that are happening there. Again, uh, you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio, and Lisa and Patty are off conquering the world. So here today, we're going to go ahead and uh, continue this interview and be back with us soon. Again, Girlfriend at Radio, can't wait to see you back. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. I managed to run out of coffee again this morning. I didn't even have enough to make one cup. Boy, was that a miscabobble or big mistake. Because I make serious coffee. So strong it wakes up the neighbors. Now, I don't have a problem with caffeine. I have a problem without caffeine. I get wadgety and brickety. Did you know apples are more efficient than coffee for keeping people awake in the morning? Unfortunately, I didn't have any apples either. Acorns were used as a coffee substitute during the American Civil War. Without my hot cup of coffee in the morning, I'm feeling pretty squirrely myself. What do you call that piece of cardboard that wraps around your coffee cup to keep from burning your hand? A zarf. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. I'm your guest host, Erica Murphy, and Lisa and Patty are off conquering the world. They are doing some exciting things this week, and I've had the honor of coming back 
and uh, hosting and getting a chance to dig in a little bit deeper with some of the amazing people there at Pax Financial Group. Last week, I had Daryl Lyons, and uh, he's written an amazing book. It's one of many that he's written, A Simple and Practical Guide to Money and Retirement for All Ages, 18 to 80. And this book has been um, a lot of fun to learn, and it was really created to help all ages pick up at any point age and stage of life and see what they could do to secure some financial freedom. And I'm here with Janice Brooks. Welcome back, Janice. Hello, Erica. It's so wonderful to have you uh, joining this conversation. You know, for our listeners, I wanted to give them some insight. When asked what motivates Janice, she replied, the eternal optimism that each person has a higher calling and life is an adventure in which we discover it. And that is so true, Janice. I want to talk to you about motivations. Okay. okay. Motivation for a team is crucial in keeping things growing and keeping the high standards. Um, who are some of your influencers? Oh, my goodness. I was thinking about that. And I really couldn't come up with, with uh, you know, one individual. Um, I do read a lot of biographies. And so I, I think along the line, when you, when you believe that each person has a calling, you believe that they have some innate strengths and, um, and, and it takes kind of a collective. And so you realize in, a, in an organization, for example, that if you can place people in a role where they are, they are serving their purpose and their calling, then you really have, everyone's a superstar. You don't have just one superstar or hero of the firm that, that everyone is in their strength. And so, you know, that, you know, I, I think, listening to, to all the, or reading a lot of biographies and listening to podcasts, I kind of take those, uh, all that information. And I also think that as I look at individuals and I read biographies, you can see that, you know, they are really strong in certain areas and they're very weak in others. And that's why it does take a team. And that's why it's so important to really cue into a person's strengths and make sure that they're placed there. You've done, um, an incredible job, as far as uh, even for me, helping me be patient as we've developed the path that I would have at PAX. You know, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. The fact that you bring up biographies, it's so helpful because when I'm reading, there are so many times I, I look at the big picture and uh, it's amazing through a biography that you can see, oh, little moments, little glimpses of brilliance that seemed insignificant at the time, but over a course of a life, you can see how all of those knit together to, to really help that person live their legacy and in their strength. Do you find that helping a team have that patience or how, you know, it just, they just don't walk in the door and fit. I'm assuming. How do you navigate that path and discovering, um, and help them discover their calling? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, here we do uh, different assessments. We love assessments. And it's a good, it's a great place to start because, of course, assessments never tell the whole story of the individuality of a person. But here we, we do do a disc profile. We do the uh, fascination report. If you all haven't heard about that, that's wonderful. It's a Sally Hogshead. And it's just, it's a great way. So we start there. So we start kind of diving in to getting to know them and their strengths on a, on a, on a, uh, a certain level and then keeping a high level of communication. So that way we can really dive in, get to know them and see what really makes them tick. Communication is so key. And those assessments have been eye opening for me as I've, um, you know, taken an assessment. I really appreciate the idea that there's no wrong answer. What we want to know is who you are, um, how you're created. We know that you're unique. When you walk in the door, whether you're um, here to join a team or whether you're here as a client, we know that each individual was uh, uniquely created and comes with um, a unique makeup that they use to communicate with the world. They use to process their thought. And those assessments have really been helpful as team members to see beyond just the words and look to the heart. Uh, Do you ever have someone who's a little bit nervous to take an assessment? I don't think so. I think, I mean, don't we all like to learn more about ourselves? I mean, isn't it fun when you take those assessments and you go, oh, wow, that's that's what I look like on paper? Because sometimes it's hard to look at the mirror and kind of, you know, distill down, you know, descriptions of yourself and how you think. So I think it's really exciting. And we make it very clear that those assessments, we understand the role and it's not something that excludes a person. It just allows us to get them to know, uh, to get the, to get to know them a little bit better and know their communication style. You know, somebody told me a long time ago, you know, we have the golden rule, do unto others what you would like done unto you. You know, it's kind of flipping that and, and saying, you know, I want to do unto others what they want done to them. And so, um, Anyway, so it's a it's a great opportunity to learn about each other and communicate in a in a fashion and get to know them in a fashion and treat them in a way that they appreciate. Well, and it also helps with motivation. It really helps you as a leader see, okay, this is how um, this team member is motivated. This is how this person who's uh, really crucial to the success of my goal. This is how we're going to get through to them and help. Um, help them along this path. And that's what I wanted to talk to you more about. How have you learned um, to keep a company motivated? You know, a company's made out of individuals. So if you if you deal with the individuals, the company will be great. I mean, it's really that simple. And the, the, the thing about uh, relationships is that they take time. And you do have to have at the door open and make yourself available. You have to share moments with them. You have to eat lunch together. You have to play together. You have to work together. And when you build that relationship, the communication just flows and you get to know somebody. And if you don't, if you don't share life with people, you're, you're just not going to, to, to see the deeper side of them. This is true. It's in those intimate moments of sharing lunch, having a conversation that uh, really bonds a team. It gets you out of the mundane or out of, um, you know, sometimes being in those trenches, it can be weary, right, on Mm -hmm. our hearts, on our souls. It can, um, but 
having those moments together where we see each other as human beings all working um, to do for the greater good. Uh, Those key moments are so important. I wanted to ask you, you know, from whom or where, where do you draw your most strength to stay on track? Wow. You know, I just think that there's, there's three parts of us, right? And so when I look at myself, I am a spiritual human being and I believe everyone is a a spiritual human being. And so there's definitely, you have to feed that part of you. And so that's something that I have to do. If I neglect that part, it really upsets the rest of me. Right. And then I have, and then I think it's, it's my mind. It's really keeping, um, being very aware of what you put in your head, because what you put in your mind is going to come out in one fashion or the other. And then I think the third thing is to take care of your body, is to be physically fit. And if, if, if you do all the rest, but you are tired and exhausted and, and you have a horrible diet, it affects the, you know, your equi- equilibrium. And I think it's just really important to stay balanced. And I mean, there's definitely things that motivate me in terms of my family. Oh my goodness, I love my family. I love my kids. I love my husband. I've been very, very blessed. And so if you're, if you ask me what kind of gets me up and makes me want to, to do some, to, to be a better person, it would definitely be my family. I talked a little bit, uh, with Daryl Lyons about spousal alignment, and I had, um, the privilege of reaching out to some of your team members as I was prepping for this uh, interview. And that's one thing that was highlighted, um, by, I'll go ahead and uh, call it out there by Haley, Uh, there at uh, PAX Financial Group. And she said, you know, Janice always does a great job of reminding me that my husband is an amazing person, that my, it's okay to be motivated by my family, that what my kids, um, my kids are so unique and along this journey with me. And I think you've done a really great job helping everyone balance how precious our family is and how precious the mission is to, to make that balance and to, um, to bring both of those in lack of a better word, right? Marry them, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but to marry those two worlds. Cause they are so critical of our calling. And I know Daryl, uh, also Joseph Schutze there who, um, is a founder there at PAX financial group. And I, uh, I hope to get a chance to talk with him more, but everyone there seems to really, um, keep in mind that our family uh, and our friends are a big part of um, what keeps us motivated. I, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, Tommy there, who um, is, I've known her about as long as I've known you um, there at PAX. She did say you are motivated by chocolate. So oh. I, <laughs> I love that is true. That is true. Completely true. Guilty. I love that we, uh, we can have family and, but I, I also know that we also do love a good amount of chocolate there. It keeps us going. So I'm going to be going to a break in a little bit. We are so, um, thrilled to have you part of this conversation, Janice. Thank you. um, Thank you very much. to you a little bit about, um, the book and also about some of the concepts, uh, that Daryl has brought to the forefront. And I just want to tell our listeners, thank you so much. You've been listening to Girlfriend It Radio. I'm co-host Erica Murphy with Janice Brooks. 
And we are standing in for Lisa and Patty. We are so excited. We can't wait to uh, have you back and join us. Have a great time, guys. Come back. Enjoy these um, tunes. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a -a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When it comes to exercise, don't overdo it. Some people push so hard for so long that they just burn out. And it's estimated that 10% of all exercisers experience burnout at one time or another. I monitor my clients, watch their workouts, and tell them to listen to their bodies. If you begin to feel more worn out than energized, despite your best exercise effort, It's time to scale back your fitness routine a little. Remember that your body needs time to adjust and adapt and that the progress of exercise is made during the recovery period. If you don't give your body proper rest, you may find that you're taking one step forward and two steps back. Keep your exercise moderate and enjoyable and most importantly, keep it consistent. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. My name is Erica Murphy, and I am a special guest host for... Patty and Lisa. I'm here with my co-host Janice Brooks, and we are filling in for them while they're out this week. We're so excited to be with you. Uh, I've been talking with Janice about Pax Financial Group and discussing uh, a little bit about her role there at Pax Financial. This path brought us um, here by Daryl Lyons. The CEO has just come out with a new book, A Simple and Practical Guide to Money and Retirement for All Ages, 18 to 80. This book is coming out October 16th, and we have been on this three-year journey together. Uh, Janice and I both have been a part of um, this process with Daryl, and it really gave me the opportunity to sit down and see how um, Janice has a unique view and a unique role in helping someone like Daryl 
and the team here at PAX Financial Group um, really achieve their uh, their goals and live according to their calling. So welcome back, Janice. Thank you, Erica. Thank you very much. So Janice, I was looking and often it, uh, I see that you do kickboxing, Orange Theory, Smart Bar, uh, martial arts. I mean, the list goes on. You do whatever keeps you motivated. And we yes, just had I get bored up. easily. I get bored uh-huh. easily. So <laughs> yeah, I've got to shake it up every once in a while. You know, it's a, it's important. I appreciate that you're so active and that you really help uh, propel us to keep that motivation. You know, this, this portion and segment, I wanted to talk a little bit more about 18 to 80. It's a great book. You and I have uh, spent hours and hours pouring over it. It really stems from um, so many conversations that Daryl had with clients. And I wanted to kind of circle back around and talk about the uh, money challenges that are unique to the the middle class. And um, tell me, tell me what you're seeing and tell me a little bit about um, the book and what your favorite uh, what maybe one of your favorite chapter or two is? Yeah. So yeah. one of the money challenges of Middle America, we want our finances to work like a microwave, and it's really a, the crockpot method. I mean, we want things. Well, I think to be successful in the decisions that we make, it takes time, consistency, diligence, and my least favorite, delayed gratification. And that's just something that's not supported in society today. So I think with with, uh, with everyone, and it really dials into um, the middle class, is that you know we, we, we see our friends having vacations on Instagram and we want that. And we're on Amazon and we're clicking here. I know you and Daryl talked about that last week. It is just a society that does not support a slow, methodical, diligent, consistent process. And that's what it takes to be successful. You bring up a good point. I, uh, I wanted to quote Daryl. He was highlighted in San Antonio Living Well, um, the fall 2018 edition. And we brought up this point last time we were together about behavioral finance. And that is uh, a big part of what you're talking about. And Daryl was quoted to say, no matter how good the investment behavior trumped performance every time. And so it's this idea that the small steps that we're taking, the smart steps, uh, that it, that delayed gratification, looking at this a little bit different and it's unique, uh, an investment firm you normally would be hearing, you know, and, and there is definitely talk about what's going on in the market, but where our heart is right now is to really get down to the behavior. Yeah, and it's very, it's so, Erica, that is so critical. You know, I mentioned this earlier, we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents were really financially responsible. And so I look at them and I, and, and you know what, it was not investment performances. So let me just say right now, they're, they pivoted into their last, you know, the last season of life quite well. And they didn't do it off of investment performance. They did it with the, the constant thought and the diligence to just make those little decisions well. So important. You know, I consider you uh, a first responder here to client inquiry. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what are some of the stories that have affected you the most? 
What do you hear? Oh yeah, the stories that affect me most are the ones that do work really hard. They they are consistent, They're, they are diligent. And sometimes, I mean, life happens and they hit something, you know, uh, really difficult or very challenging. And the, the things that tug on my heart is that they don't give up. They don't give up and they, they are looking forward. They're not looking at mistakes of the past. They are just set on moving themselves and their family forward. And I have to say, I love those clients because you, you, I can't even describe it. There's just, when you see people like that and there's this community that is focused on working hard and working well, and I, and I don't want to describe as working hard, just, just hitting the grind, but just being you know, having that, that work ethic and that desire to make their family better, to, to give opportunities to their children and their grandchildren. So those stories of people that are just diligent, no matter what happens in their life, I just, I just love those people. It's a really, really wonderful, you know, group of people when you, when you uh, interact with them. I think what makes it so fascinating uh, with what the book does is I talked a little bit with Daryl about how he brings the data with the stories and and you do as well. I think it's so important to remember the people. And you were quoted as saying, we may not be able to improve one thing a thousand percent, but we can improve a thousand little things by one percent. And that's what I'm talking about. Those are the things, the little pieces that make a huge, a huge impact. And I mean, just think all of those stories are people really working to change those little things um, to, you know, make a, oh, yeah. a course correction. Now, I know you mentioned pivot, so I want to talk about that. We know that pivot yeah. is different than retirement. Mm -hmm. How have you seen the idea of pivot affect uh, the team and clients? You know, that is a great question because... It is different. I think we have this idea of retirement as, okay, I don't have to work. I'm going to, you know, sit by the beach. And I think the studies show that that, like, that euphoria, if you will, like lasts six months. And if you look at the data, there's a lot of depression that comes with retirement because you just feel useless. You feel like everything that you've done before now no longer exists. So the idea of pivot is, is, the ability to look at the last part of your life and say, what, what do I really want to do, you know, before I leave this earth? And so I think it's just, it's a mind change that invigorates people, motivates people instead of diminishes people. Mm. I enjoy hearing about this idea of pivoting. I really love that it's taking off and it's giving us, it's highlighting the important things, which is what we want to do, right? We're, yes. we are doing all of this, um, all these little, you know, shifting a thousand little things to do good, to, um, bring legacy, to, uh, enjoy the process. I, uh, I really appreciate the fact that everyone there at PAX Financial Group the goal is to enjoy the process. We know paperwork, it's going to happen. We know challenges are going to arise. But along the journey, we're, we're partners with them. We're partners with the clients. We're partners with each other. Uh, and it's something that makes um, the work ethic, or excuse me, the work effort um, 
so, so delightful. Now, I wanted to also um, talk a little bit about uh, the conversation that's happening, because what we're seeing with this book, 18 to 80, is that conversation and there's um, there's a gap. There used to be a gap, right? There would be a gap between what grandpa's doing, what uh, mom and dad are doing, and what um, the 18-year-old just getting out of high school would be doing. And this uh-huh. book is really starting to bridge uh, that gap and start a conversation and bring the conversation about money uh, to the forefront. What do you think about that conversation, and how do you think it's going to help um, our world? Yeah, first of all, uh, the 18 to 80 book is not threatening. I think we all have emotions that even, I mean, just that attach themselves when you talk about money, right? I mean, for some people, it may be arguments that they heard between their mom and dad fighting over money. For some people, it's just immense anxiety. So this book is great because it's non-threatening. And it is a great book that I want my kids to have. I wish I had it when I was younger, you know. In this book, there's nothing earth-shattering. There's not an earth-shattering revelation. There's not a magic bullet. It's the understanding that we have choices every day, and it's these decisions that creates our future. So the conversation is just one that talks about life. It's really about life. It's like, okay, so you're going off to college. Now what? Right? I have a, you know, you want to plan a wedding. Okay, you know, how are we going to execute this without putting a big, noose around our neck in terms of having this boulder, you know, attached to us of debt. So it's just a a fantastic way to discuss money as it relates to everyday life. It does. It's so easy. It's picking up the book and picking an age. I know uh, it makes it accessible. It makes a mom who maybe 55 can turn and say, okay, well, what does my um, 35-year-old um, daughter yeah, or son. It's kind of to be fun, doing. right? It's, it's what really might fun. they need or, or flipping, right? It can, it can help, um, someone look ahead and say, okay, what am I going to need when I'm 75? How am I going to deal with aging parents? How am I going to work through some of these, um, some of these challenges? And you are, uh, correct. It's so easy and it's, um, it's non-threatening. And that's what I, that's why I hope all of our listeners go on to, uh, forward slash pivot and they can get a free copy of the or excuse me free chapter of the book right and order yes um the book's coming out in october we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back to um continue our conversation we're here i'm erica murphy i'm with janice brooks and we're filling in for patty and lisa here on girlfriending it we are so excited to be here and we are just blessed that you've been along this conversation with us um enjoy these tunes This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Wanna have fun, wanna have fun. 
My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. Did you realize that Twitter is over 10 years old? Twitter was first launched in March of 2006, with the hashtag feature appearing about a year and a half later. Twitter employs more than 2,700 people around the world. Today, there are over 241 million active users on Twitter, with an average of 500 million tweets per day. Now that's a lot of traffic. A lot of new words have been coined from the Twitter app. Uh, Tweetheart is your Twitter boyfriend or girlfriend, and Twitterphoria is the feeling you get when they tweet you back. If you don't want to feel like a Twittyet when you tweet... There's a whole list of proper Twitterhead available. At first, even I was a bit of a Twitterphobe. But if you want to follow me at Too Funny Carolyn, that would be fantastic. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Thank you so much. Welcome back, our listeners. You are listening to Girlfriend at Radio, and I am Erica Murphy. I'm standing in for Patty and Lisa here on Girlfriend It. I have special guest host, Janice Brooks. She's the Chief Operating Officer of PAX Financial Group. Welcome back, Janice. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. We continue our great conversation. And I wanted to talk a little bit uh, to those business, business owners that are listening. I think it's amazing that uh, PAX Financial has received so many different accolades, a lot of them being because of the culture and because the team that has been created. According to Tiny Pulse, a leading employee engagement platform that gives leaders online tools to measure and improve uh, com- company culture, PAX Financial Group was recognized as one of the organizations with the highest average happiness score with the finance and insurance category. Happy. <laughs> How do you keep that um, happiness and that pulse on a on a team? And tell me more about the culture at PAX and how, if if you want, how it's developed and how do you protect that culture? Wow, that 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 is a mouthful. Um, first of all, I have to say about this tiny pulse. That was a surprise to us. I think sometimes you can kind of prepare and say, okay, um, we really want to focus in on this. So, um, you know, because it's being monitored or whatever the reason. And this was out of the blue. We had no idea that they had taken our, the, the, our scoring internally. And so we have the system that anonymously sends out a pulse to them or, or sends out questions to gain a pulse of how our employees feel and they could do it very safely. So that way they don't have to be 
um, reveal themselves that they have something that uh, they have some critical feedback or what have you. So I was really excited about this, Erica. I thought, wow. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I was really excited because that comes from our employees. And it goes back to our earlier discussion that before we can really uh, reach uh, reach out to our clients, we have to be strong internally. We have to have a great culture because whatever goes on within the organization is going to bleed out to the clients, right? So, um, yeah, so this was really exciting. So when you're asking about the culture of PAX, wow, you know, it's taken years. And and a culture is, is tough because um, when you bring on, especially a, a small organization like ourselves, we have under 20 people, um, when you when you have an organization as small as ourselves, then what happens is you bring in a person, they bring a different fla- flavor to the organization. So the culture is going to kind of, um, I don't know, it's just, it's organic. And yes. the, yeah, so the key. Well, it's yeah, it's amazing that you're, I, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but I, I think what is helpful and what was so um, awesome about hearing back from tiny polls is that you want as a, as an organization, you set up a culture, you set up, uh, goals, you want to create an environment for a team. That's what I've seen you do. And then to be able to hear that it's actually working. Uh, I know that that has taken a lot of work. I know that, uh, one thing that I benefit greatly from here at PAX is the principled leadership. I, I, uh, have benefited from having the uh, core behaviors right in my face. And that, you know, like you were saying, it, it does bleed over. I can tell you often that I am finding listing a core behavior to my children as I'm trying to guide them in whatever they're facing in life. And it becomes uh, second nature to me. It becomes part of um, our language. And I think it adds a safety net for us. It adds uh, an ability for us to see it's one thing for an individual to come to this group, be uh, embraced into this team. And then it's a reminder that here's who we are and this is how we behave. And I think the principled leadership and those, you know, coming up with those PAX principles, I know it could not have been easy. Do you remember some of the, can you tell our listeners about some of those conversations? Uh, <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Once again, it's really, you know, when we first start, when you first start out, they're more aspirational, right? They're more like, okay, this is what we want to be. Then when you become a little bit more mature and your business as it, as it grows a little older, you just, you ask yourself, okay, who are we? And really assessing the good and the bad. And then you, you, and so then you, you tie in the good of who you are and have that aspirational, like, what do we want to be better at? Right. And then you kind of, and you, you put it together and you say, okay, this is what we have to behave like. And this is how we reflect those core values and core values are really important. We all know every company has them and they may put them on the wall, but then it's like, how do you translate those core values in your traditions? Right? I mean, culture is a lot about having the same language, sharing traditions and, and doing things a certain way. And so it's just bringing in those core values once again, into the everyday life of your organization and say, okay, how can we really personify these things, these great characteristic traits, these great character traits. 
One, having the opportunity to see those develop, I know it's tough. I, I happened to reach out, like I was talking earlier, about, to several um, of um, our PACS uh, people to kind of ask, okay, what has this culture and what has PACS, what has Janice and Daryl, how have they helped you grow? And I wanted to highlight um, what uh, Alejandra said. And she said, I've learned to find gaps and fill them. If you're wanting to grow, uh, PAX is the place to be, especially if you're wanting um, to grow as a person. You want to run to Janice's office. She oh, has, so the, <laughs> she has the ability. So listen, she has the ability to see your strengths and potential and help you navigate through those um, to be successful. And she has great insight. And I think uh, what we found is... Janice, you've been able to bring your insight and these principles and uh, help Daryl and Joseph create a culture that, I mean, even let's let's just talk about it right now. I mean, it's recognized as one of the best places to work in the small employer category. That's huge to be a best place to work. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, that was so sweet, Alejandra. Um, really, you know, I got a great team. I wish I could say that I'm, you know, I have this great insight. I, I, I really don't. I think that when you just ha- when you hire great people, it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a collective. It's, you know, people run into Alejandra's office. We, we share, um, you know, we share, you know, our struggles together and everyone here leads in some capacity because they have the, um, there, there's a strength that one of us may have that really can help another individual. So, I mean, it's a great team. Everyone here is so unique and so loving, right? I mean, when you, when you come from a place of love, it's just, you know, even if it doesn't come out perfect, it's coming from love and it could be accepted so well. So, yeah, great people. Everyone here helps each other out. Yeah. And that's, that's what you have to do. So as a leader, you just have to make a, uh, create a culture where people can engage with each, with, each, with each other and trust each other. So it's just fantastic. It is fantastic. I talked a little bit with, in my interview with Daryl, we talked about money mistakes that small businesses can make. And mm-hmm. over the years, uh, what have you you know, there at PAX, what have you had to watch out for? What have you had to encourage your um, small business owners to watch out for? And uh, you, you certainly, it's a long-term vision, right? We're in this, uh-huh. um, we're not just, there are important short-term goals, but we're looking at the um, the big picture here. And what what is that like, having to navigate um, just the money decisions there? You know, if you're talking, you know, what advice we give to business owners or what we see overall with business owners, it's really um, your decision process. We talked about this with the book, right? It's like every decision you make has a consequence and it's the little ones, right? It's not necessarily, hey, do I want to merge with this company? It starts with who are we going to hire and how many people are we going to hire? And are we going to extend our finances because I'm really excited about this, but it doesn't make financial sense. So it, and it goes back to behavioral finance. It all ties together, Erica. And, you know, and, and to try to kind of just stay, um, stay 
I'm, you know, I was going to say unemotional. That's not at all because emotion play in every decision we make. But it's just understanding our natural behavior and how we respond to things. And having, you know, I think Daryl talked about this on this uh this the station last last week having advisors around you right having a group of people that you trust and he always says ask a child ask a sage and i'm so sorry i forget the third one but when you have decisions to make you have people in your life that you ask and and it may stop you from making a a little decision that ends up having a long-term consequence well we uh we know how important it is to surround yourself with good people. And PAX has certainly, um, has a record of doing that. You can, uh, our listeners can go to the PAX financial website and I wanted to just, you know, tell them what to expect with PAX and the team there. Uh, one thing that I expect and always receive is real conversations, a proven process, um, the expertise that you need, opportunities to grow, peace of mind, and optimism. I think it's so important to look at that and what, why I'm such a big fan of what you guys are doing um, here at PAX Financial Group is because I've seen um, the small steps, the consistency over the years. I've seen um, a team grow you know, for myself, there are, I certainly didn't think I would be here co-hosting a great show uh, with you, but even, even growing in that area, um, Jenny's, I have to thank you. You have been quite an inspiration and a mentor to me in my career. I think our audience is going to be able to listen to this conversation and uh, get a lot of great um, nuggets from it. And you have been an incredible cheerleader to Daryl and uh, Joseph and the entire team there. So thank thank you for what you do. Uh, thank you for everything that you've um, you've done for us and for this time here. I just wanted to tell our audience, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio. We have been your co-hosts, Erica Murphy and Janice Brooks. We are so excited. Go to PaxFinancialGroup.com forward slash pivot. You can get um, information on Daryl's new book. Thank you so much. And we definitely want to um, hope you have a great day. Enjoy the tunes. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the